Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. UTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Hundreds of thousands of people expected to pack central London tomorrow for the funeral of Queen Elizabeth. It is a service to be attended by about 500 presidents, prime ministers, emperors, kings, queens, and other leaders. President Biden is there. The Queen's successor, Britain's King Charles, has a long history of meeting U.S. presidents, by the way. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. Over the decades, Charles has met 10 of the 14 American presidents who have held office since he was born in 1948. His first such encounter took place when, as a 10-year-old boy, he met Dwight Eisenhower. The king never met Presidents Truman, Ford, Johnson, and Kennedy. In recent years, Charles has held talks with Presidents Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, and Biden. Greg Clugston, Washington. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher believes the fight starts with you. You've got to fight. You've got to be heard. You've got to volunteer at your Republican headquarters. You've got to donate to Republican candidates. Every one of us has to be engaged if we're going to save this country. This is a good versus evil dynamic. We need warriors. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson's coming up next year on a Sunday at the Patriot just after 1 o'clock. Coming up tomorrow, it's our big Here to Help campaign for 2022 with the Salvation Army. It's supported by Geritom Medical. You're going to hear a lot about lives changed through the Salvation Army and how you can help. That begins tomorrow right here on AM 1280, the Patriot. We'll get to Brad in just a second. Your forecast calls for, it looks like mostly cloudy skies today, about 73. Some fog to start Monday, then sunshine and about 80 for our Monday high. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That says hashtag N-A-R-N-Show, hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
Sorry, Consigliere and I were doing kind of an off-air uh, production meeting just uh, prior to uh, prior to um, my going on the air. So I'm just uh, checking a couple of things. I can multitask though, Consigliere. I can talk and one. Uh, uh, whatever. You make my job easier, Brad. Thank All you. Right, we'll, Thank we'll, you. We'll do whatever we can. So <laughs> I'm going to work on that too as well. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it doubled up on a, on a couple of audio clips there of the, of the same one. So I apologize for that. We'll get you the correct one. I promise. So, perfect. Perfect. Uh, anyhow, so we are uh, here to talk about uh, some national news here in the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to we're going to talk some Minnesota politics. Uh, it's an election year. Did you have you not heard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All two hundred one seats in the Minnesota legislature are up for grabs, and given it, it it's been a redistricting year, uh, there's going to be some uh, incumbents that will be moving on uh, as well. So uh, hopefully, one incumbent that does not move on. Representative John Heinrich, he's going to be with us at 2 o'clock here in studio, and then followed by two th- at 2.30, Senator Jim Abler, uh, who also got redistricted in a new district. So we'll find out uh, from those gentlemen how their respective campaigns are faring. But I do want to get to the uh, news of this past week, probably the biggest news item. Uh, it was the uh, obligatory pearl-clutching that had taken place from progressives uh, in the aftermath of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sending illegal uh, aliens who were from Venezuela, came to Florida, and he flew them to Martha's Vineyard. Now, you look at it, and Noah Rothman at at, uh, Commentary Magazine uh, and I'll read from his piece in a little bit, saying, you know, sorry, uh, busting illegal migrants. Yeah, that's actually a, a political coup. Call it what you want. It's a political coup. And I'll, I'll expound on that in a little bit. But you would think a progressive enclave like Martha's Vineyard would welcome these people with open arms. I mean, what percentage of the palatial estates would you guess have signs in their front yard or in their windows or whatnot that say, all are welcome here? You know, I mean, you've seen those signs. It's it's classic virtue signaling. In fact, when whenever um, whenever I go visit uh, my mother. You know, we we see uh, one popular yard sign. You've probably seen this. You know, in this house, we believe black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Love is love. Kindness is everything. Okay? And you probably see a lot of these signs on Martha's Vineyard's property, properties as well. And they probably declare themselves a sanctuary city. Like, there are several cities in California... You know, this after Trump was elected, saying, you know, if you're if you're here illegally, well, first of all, you're not illegal. You're, you're welcome in our city, and we will not bow to the federal purview if they try to arrest you or deport you. You will be safe here. I think Mayor Betsy Hodges, who was mayor of Minneapolis at the time from 2014 to 2018. Do I have the, the timeline right? Yeah, 2014 to 2018. You know, was wanting to declare Minneapolis a sanctuary city. You know, laws in the books be damned. So, okay, if if that's the case, then why, you know, and you want to take these people on because we're overburdened or the laws 
preclude us, our state law precludes us from having them here, then okay, here you go. And they and there were 50, 5050 illegal aliens sent to Martha's Vineyard, and it was called a humanitarian crisis. Ron DeSantis is engaging in human trafficking. Uh, the, the island does not have the, the resources or the infrastructure to support 50 five-zero migrants. Somebody said on Twitter, I forget who it was, you know, the way they were talking about this, well, an island like this, uh, they, they, don't, they don't have the resources. And someone made the comment on, on Twitter, was it Devil's Island? Like it's uninhabited? What do you mean they don't have the resources? How many palatial mansions sit in this place? What do you mean they don't have the resources? So uh, I, I think I've figured it out, uh, Consigliere. Uh, Chuck Todd uh, of uh, Meet the Depressed, as Rush Limbaugh used to call it. Uh, Meet, the De- uh, Meet the Press. Cut number two, uh, Chuck Todd, uh, who is a uh, who is progressive, says this uh, about the the situation in Martha's Vineyard. Got number two? Do we have that, Consigliere? And it's all due to treating people as political pawns, leaving some migrants who might have been misled to believe they were going elsewhere, as reported by NPR, on a literal island that doesn't have any infrastructure designed to help them at all. In a word, it's inhumane. Bottom line, boy. Okay. So Chuck Todd jumps on the bandwagon, inhumane. Uh, CNN, I wish I would have grabbed this sound clip, but somebody on CNN described this as the, as the uh, uh, equated it to the Holocaust. Well, you remember way back when in Germany, when a bunch of citizens were loaded on trains, told they were going to go somewhere else for a better life? So if I'm understanding that analogy correctly, Martha's Vineyard is like an internment camp? Is that what I'm being led to understand here? I mean, honest to God, do these people listen to themselves? And we know what it is. It, it's You want to talk about using these people as political pawns, Chuck Todd, that's classic projection. Because if you cared a lick about any of these people who are pouring over the border, the southern border, into Texas and Arizona, you wouldn't be saying this kind of garbage because you know you would be embarrassing yourself. But it becomes a self-fulfilled prophecy. You don't pay any attention to it. You don't give it any publicity. So therefore, when it happens in a high-profile place like Martha's Vineyard, 50 people, instead of thousands pouring into border towns in Arizona and Texas, then it's a crisis, a humanitarian crisis. And you know what? To the credit of some of these citizens on Martha's Vineyard, they stepped up, and they wanted to be sure the media saw them. They're you know, patting themselves on the back. Well, look at us. These 50 people, we found them, in, we got them into a nice shelter, brought them into a nice church. They're getting their proper food. Uh, proper attention, any medical care they might need. You know, the children get an opportunity to play in a nice little park nearby. We're giving the people the dignity and respect that they deserve, that all humans reserve. Until 48 hours later when we call in the National Guard and send them to a military base. But anyways, yeah, we're giving them the due respect that every human deserves. 
They made sure that was blasted out there. But did they call attention to when the National Guard was mobilized? The National Guard was mobilized for 50 migrants. 50. So whatever you say about this political stunt, and I'll be perfectly frank, I I wasn't wild about this. I, I know... Governor DeSantis, he can say the right things, and he and he's and he's he may be literally correct here. What's the what's what, what was it? Ty to Potavita said, "Well, it's important to be more morally correct than literally correct." Okay, this you know, Governor DeSantis may have been literally correct here. He's like, "What? These places like Chicago and Los Angeles, San Francisco, and in this case, Martha's Vineyard, they declare themselves sanctuary cities." Yeah, why not? Why why not have them stay there? I mean, all no humans are illegal, right? Well, here was a, the uh, Christina Pushaw, who was formerly worked for uh, Governor Ron DeSantis as his communications director, and is now part of his uh, reelection team. Conveniently pointed out to all of these Democrats, particularly in their home state of Florida, clutching their pearls. And, oh, my God, this is inhumane. I'm embarrassed to be a Floridian with our governor treating these people like this. Well, there was a thing called the Freedom First budget. Passed for fiscal year 2022-23. And one of the areas that's addressed in there is immigration. And here's what it says. Florida stands against illegal human trafficking, whether it's being carried out by common criminals or by the federal government by prohibiting contracts and cooperation. The fiscal year 2022-23 creates a $12 million program within the Florida Department of Transportation to facilitate the transport of unauthorized aliens out of Florida. It is literally part of the state budget that Florida passed, including Democrats signing on to this. They signed on to this. And if you're if the federal government is not going to pull their weight in deporting these people that are or overrunning border towns and being sent to other areas of the country that are strictly saying no illegal aliens here. Then what what choice do you leave them? I mean, I, this harkens back to 2010-2011 time frame when the state of Arizona tried to pass their own legislation to address illegal immigration because they said flat out the fed the feds are not doing enough about this. And the federal government turned around and sued them and say, "No, I'm sorry. Immigration law is under the purview of the federal government. States can't go rogue and make their own laws addressing this issue, we're going to sue you. And the court basically threw out the vast majority of this Arizona legislation, leaving them holding the bag and says, sorry, that's under federal purview. Well, what's the federal government doing about it then? If they're not going to address the issue, what are we supposed to do? So if you're going to get angry with Governor DeSantis or Governor Greg Abbott out of Texas or Governor Doug Ducey out of Arizona then you're leaving them no choice but to employ tactics like this, which, again, I'm not a big fan of it. But this idea that it's inhumane and cruel and they're using these people as political pawns, well, the people that actually arrived on the island talked about they were treated with the utmost courtesy 
It's probably one of the nicest places they've ever been. So if you're going to speak on their behalf, um, you might want to get the sentiments right because it doesn't sound like that's actually reflecting uh, how they're feeling. We'll have uh, more to say about this coming next segment. Uh, Bob in Shoreview is on line one. Bob, if you can hold during the break, I promise to take your call as soon as we come back. And you can give us a call. Uh, anybody else, if you have any comments or questions, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or you can check out us. Check us out on Facebook. We have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Blah, Go nowhere. Blah, 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 lip service, lip service. Get out. You will not believe your eyes. She's right here behind the glass. You're going to like her because she's got class. You can look inside another world. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on. And the right front tire was low. And the next day, I called. And Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Invergrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. 
Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out on our Facebook page. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And feel free to leave a comment or question uh, on the Live stream as well. Wild Wilson, as always, very loyal listener. Appreciate you checking in, Wild. He checks in on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page every week, and we appreciate uh, your support. Uh, as promised, we want to get to Bob's call. Bob is in Shoreview. Bob, I appreciate your patience. You are on the broadcast, sir. Thank you. Um, I heard a Republican say this past week, in defense of being accused of pulling a political stunt, Sometimes a political stunt is necessary, like when the mainstream media is burying the story and ignoring it to bring attention to an issue that is being covered up. And I say amen to that. And the Democrats do the same thing all the time. You know, what hypocrites. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bob. We appreciate it. And, you know, some people took exception to Noel Rothman, who's with Commentary Magazine. Uh, He wrote a piece talking about, uh, sorry, busing illegal migrants is a political coup. And he meant that within the context of the definition being a highly successful, unexpected stroke, act, or move, a clever action or accomplishment. Okay, coup within that context. So whether you think it's the right move or not, whether you think it's humane or not, I, I'm, I'm not going to call it inhumane. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that Governor DeSantis' motivation was pure saying, yeah, you know, you, you people are going to get the, the royal treatment up in Martha's Vineyard because they say, uh, uh, you know, they say all, you know, all are welcome here and no human is illegal. And, yeah, that's true. If, Gov- you know, they may be saying that, but Governor DeSantis knows as well as most of us, anybody who can rub a brain cell together or two, that it's just virtue signaling. That's all it is. It's virtue signaling, pure and simple, you know. Though, you know, all, all are welcome here. Wonder how, how, I wonder how fast those signs disappeared once those people got word that migrants were coming onto the island. Seriously. Uh, we, got, we got some more audio clips here. Um, again, the issue has to do with the southern border not being secure. That's that's really what it's about. And and how how amazingly timed was this? So last Sunday on Meet the Depressed, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris sat down with uh, Chuck Todd, the Meet the Depressed moderator. And he asked her about the border, because remember Kamala Harris is supposed to be the border czar? Okay. And she gave that embarrassing interview to, to uh, Lester Holt of NBC News. Where he called her on on it and says, but you haven't been to the border. And she's like, well, I, I, I haven't been to Europe either. What's the, what's the point you're making? You know, I mean, how, how, just as an aside, Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, says this all the time. How are Democrats so bad at politics? I mean, these people are awful. I mean, that's great. You have the first minority female vice president, but don't you want someone that 
is at least skilled politically. It's almost as if you wanted to make history to insulate her from criticism. How dare you criticize her? Don't you know she's the first ever minority female to serve as vice president? Anyhow, uh, so I'm going to play this side by side. Uh, this is uh, this will be cut number six, John. Cut number six. Chuck Todd talks to Vice President Harris, asking her about the border. And then in the next clip, immediately following, I believe it's a Fox News reporter, don't remember exactly, talking to one of the illegal uh, aliens that was dropped off outside of the vice president's residence in Washington, D.C. Okay, and hear hear what this uh, migrant has to say about the situation at the border. So, uh, John, cut number six. We're going to have 2 million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? Crickets. We have a secure border <clears throat> in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. So uh, we say Bill McGuinn, Bill McGuinn of Fox News. He's he's kind of the resident border. It's like Malusian or Malugan, something something like that, yeah. I don't remember how to pronounce his name, but yeah, he's he's kind of the... Fox News uh, resident journalist who covers issues regarding border and immigration. So there you have it. Uh, gentleman walked right through the border. He said, yeah, it's open. It's free. Just walk right through. Not a problem. And uh, by the way, I did find that clip. If you don't believe me, uh, cut number five. This is on uh, this is on CNN. And I forget uh, whose uh, program this was on uh this was a this was a clip posted uh this past week yeah uh cnn's john berman's program he had on uh filmmaker ken burns ken burns has done some documentaries some high profile documentaries on baseball as well as others on american history and whatnot so this is john berman talking to uh ken burns and somehow equates the uh, DeSantis offering migrants free flights to Martha's Vineyard to Hitler's Holocaust of Jews. If you don't believe me, listen to it. Cut number five. This is history. All of your documentaries are about history. Yeah. But all of them also make you think about where we are now. And we woke up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one-for-one. One. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes that are part of this documentary. Well, Ken, it's I wonder if the explain. abstraction of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, he punishes them. This is not the actions of a person participating in a democratic process in which there's an exchange of ideas. This is about punishing political enemies, 
putting on uh, shows, political shows, political theater. And in this case, this is with the lives of human beings. And what's so ironic is these are Venezuelan refugees, which DeSantis should be supporting because they're trying to flee the, the corruption of a left-wing government and all of the pain there. And so this, the, the level of cynicism is beyond that. And, and what we find in all our films is that the themes that we engage in the past are present today. And so when you look at the story that we're telling of the U.S. and the Holocaust, you understand that the time to save a democracy is before it's lost. We promise you. Ken Burns, Lynn Novick, I want people to watch this. Uh, it is okay, wonderful. So we can stop it right there. Yeah, that you know, Consigliere, who was just talking off air, made an excellent point. Why, why are they escaping this left-wing government in Venezuela? Yeah, what went wrong there? Was yeah. Sean Penn wrong? I mean, Ken Burns accidentally told the truth there. They're escaping this left-wing government. Well, I would, again, if you want to talk about using people as political pawns, don't you think by default you're using them as political pawns by ignoring the situation at the border, letting them come flooding across and risking their lives to do that? I mean, there was a story, in, I think it was Texas, Arizona, somewhere within the last couple of months. The, the Almost the same number of migrants, about 50 or so, tried to stow away in a shipping container, like a semi-truck or something along those lines, and ended up suffocating because of the insufferable heat. And yet that hardly made a blip on the radar. Yet these migrants that are sent to Martha's Vineyard in wonderful accommodations and get to go to this luxury island and the residents talked about, hey, we treated them well. You know, where's our photo op? Where's our credit? Where's our attaboy? Where's our pat on the back? Look, how, look, we're living up to our words. No human is illegal. All are welcome here. Until 48 hours later when the National Guard came to take them to a military base. Anyways, yeah. So how is it compassionate to let thousands upon thousands go to small border towns that don't have the infrastructure to support them and make conditions just as bad, if not worse, than where they came from? We'll have a little bit more to say about this when we come back on the other side. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment. Go nowhere. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Frigger's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been lied to on every major issue by the left, but you're being told the truth about climate change. I don't know which I'm more upset by. Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California, or the, the Biden completely illegal canceling of... Uh, tuition debt. The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on hosts, and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. Warning, warning, warning. 
Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. You can also uh, check us out on our Facebook page. Just go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And the live stream, as far as I can tell, still up and running. So uh, feel free to leave a comment there uh, as well. So we appreciate you tuning in. We are uh, continuing with our discussion regarding the uh, immigrant, uh, the uh, border crisis that is uh, getting to other parts of the country. These cities that are declaring themselves sanctuary cities suddenly don't want them. Uh, let's go to uh, cut number three here, Consigliere. So we were hearing these stories apparently npr was the first to come out with the story that apparently governor DeSantis had told these people that they were going to go to this uh nice paradise and be taken care of and get jobs and whatnot and people were saying well that's human trafficking he was luring these people into airplanes under false pretenses you know um by the legal definition of human trafficking that's not what that is uh but if the words of the actual migrants who were sent to Martha's Vineyard actually count for something, it doesn't quite square with that particular narrative. Kind of number three, this is an MSNBC reporter. Imagine the uh, shock on the faces of the MSNBC officials back at their main studio when this reporter was 
actually telling the truth about what these migrants were conveying about being at Martha's Vineyard. Cut number three. Here to Martha's Vineyard. So uh, there's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually Whoops. thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard, where they were they were very well received. But other people, well, they're saying they're being used as political pawns. They don't resent it for now. Uh, and they know they're the lucky ones. Okay. Kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Oops. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this. And, and I've said this in my writings at bradcarlson.org. And I probably said it here on the show before. We think about When you think about the United States of America, is there anything that unites us anymore? I talked about this, well, last week in the remembrance on the anniversary of the September 11, 2001 terror attacks. And I remember that day and how horrific that day was and how devastating it was and how eerie and chilling and scary and just so many emotions. And you pretty much knew that nothing will ever be the same in this country. But the one area where I took heart was how people came together on 9-11-2001 to help out their neighbors and to comfort each other. You know, I, I talked about a co-worker of mine, who, a young lady who was engaged to a police officer, and when she was hearing stories about first responders, you know, police officers and firefighters running into the Twin Towers and not coming back out and probably knowing they weren't going to come back out when they were attempting to rescue people, she she broke down thinking, you know, that could have been my fiancé and you know, future husband. And it was just scary to think about. She kind of broke down in tears. And how we as office workers were there for her, just to let her share her anguish and her concern and how just frightened she was. And now, if a, if a tragedy of that magnitude happened today, would we even react in the same way or would we be or would certain elements be quick to blame America? You know, this uh, this dictatorship that is America, you know, that was ruined by the Trump years. And I, I make that point to say. Wouldn't if we're the United States of America, why wouldn't places like Martha's Vineyard? Be able to handle, you know, 50 migrants gladly. And some were patting themselves on the back for doing it, like I've said many times now, this hour. They were patting themselves on the back. It's like, well, of course all are welcome here for 48 hours. But of course all are welcome here. You know, our, our, our brothers and sisters in these border towns in Arizona and Texas, and some are getting over to Florida. I mean, we haven't even talked about that, how the Biden administration has been flying immigrants in the dead of night in secret to different cities all across America, cities that don't necessarily want these people there for whatever reason. But if we were the United States of America, wouldn't the response be, well, of course we'll help out our brothers and sisters in these border towns? Because I, I can't imagine in towns of like a few hundred people, they don't have the resources, the infrastructure to handle thousands per day 
that are coming across. Yeah, absolutely, we'll take 50. It's the least we could do. 50? Are you kidding? Yeah, absolutely, it's the least we could do. Not only for our uh, American brothers and sisters, but for these poor people that are fleeing these oppressive countries and these oppressive governments wanting a better life. Yeah, absolutely, we're on board. But that's not the that's not the attitude anymore. The attitude is of resentment because Republican governors like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and Doug Ducey, who are opposite of them ideologically, can't curry them any favors because they're the enemy. They they, they support a, a movement, i.e. conservatism or Republican policies that we diametrically oppose. And, and to me, that's 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 what's sad about this whole thing. Is we can't come together and and help each other out. Uh, I thought uh, Noah Rothman this uh, past week at commentary, his piece entitled "Sorry, Busing Illegal Migrants Is a Political Coup." Uh, he he talked about that very thing about these cities that are declaring themselves. Uh, Sanctuary cities. And I'll read a uh, couple of excerpts of this. Uh, Now, in dealing with some small measure of what these border states have been going through, Democratic officials are making all GOP's arguments for them. The flood of illegal migrants has overwhelmed emergency and social services. It has destabilized communities, displaced local labor, and undermined public safety. And quite unlike their Republican counterparts, the Democrats' seething reaction is generating a level of national media attention that the GOP's immigration hawks could never achieve. In the Founders' vision, the states were laboratories of democracy. They are supposed to experiment with different models of social organization, i.e. sanctuary cities. But experimentation involves risk and, sometimes, failure. If the sanctuary city model fails in response to the modest pressure Republicans have applied to it, the sanctuary city model was never sustainable in the first place. Hello, Chicago. Lori Lightfoot was all but uh, welcoming to these people. But then when it became too much of a burden, she sent them out to a Republican suburb. And I'll finish up Noah Rothman's piece here. Republican governors have managed to draft their opponents into their effort to popularize the burdens of illegal migration imposes on border states. And they've done so evidently without inflicting any hardship on the migrants themselves beyond those that already accompany illegal residency. Liberals' discomfort over this is a consequence of their own policy preferences. There are many players in this drama who deserve our sympathy, but the sanctuary cities that now must live up to their rhetoric are not among them. There you have it. I mean, that is your textbook example of virtue signaling. You know, you're all for supporting all our welcome here, just not next door or not in the neighborhood. This is classic case of NIMBYism, N-I-M-B-Y, NIMBYism, not in my backyard. Classic example of it. And this got me thinking. Uh, Chris Steyerwalt, he used to be with uh, Fox News. He was their uh, political editor there uh, and left after the 2020 election because he had the temerity to say President Joe Biden won the state of Arizona, which he did. Sorry, got to poke the bear a little bit. Apologize to my listeners for that, but not really. Uh, Chris Steyerwalt, he was on Brett Baer's podcast uh, a few years ago was I think at the end of 2019 and he was talking about this very thing he was talking about this issue regarding uh, illegal immigration 
And, of course, this was at the end of 2019, so about a year before the 2020 uh, presidential election. And the one thing he mentioned is there is about a uh, 70 to 75 percent popular answer on immigration. Basically, 70 to 75 percent of the electorate believe that, look, we should have we, we need to reform a pathway to citizenship because right now it's too long. It's too arduous and people don't want to wait that long, can't wait that long. So they sneak across the border They make an asylum claim and they don't show up to their asylum hearings and they disappear somewhere in the country and there's no way to track them, nowhere to track them, you know. And the Republicans didn't really want to solve the issue. It wasn't until Trump, you want to know what made the establishment uncomfortable? It wasn't Trump's bluster or rhetoric. Hell, half the Republicans talk like that in private, if not out front in public, the way Trump was talking when he was running his campaign and then ultimately when he was elected president. So these Republicans that want to, you know, claim outrage over Trump's rhetoric, you people talk like that behind closed doors. He's just exposing you for who you are. But what really upset the establishment Republicans is the way Trump was talking about immigration and putting up that wall and stemming the tide of it. And that upset Republicans because who's a big supporter of the Republican Party? The Chamber of Commerce. What is the Chamber of Commerce like? Cheap labor. So the Republicans were never really interested in solving the issue. And Chris Steyerwalt made the point, you know, the Democrats had an opportunity to ultimately solve the issue. I mean, they were dragging Republicans on the issue for 20 years. You know, Republicans couldn't get their act together. Uh, They couldn't figure out what they wanted because they wanted to please the the Chamber of Commerce while ignoring their blue-collar base. I mean, you want to know how the blue-collar base came to the Republican Party? That right there, when Trump was swept into office, and all of a sudden he had a large new voter base and white working class. The white working class that, in for large part, stayed home in Ohio in 2012 because of some, some of Mitt Romney's rhetoric. So the point is, is that the Democrats could have solved this issue, because remember in 2008 they had the presidency with Barack Obama. They, Barack Obama was elected. They had the majority in the House which they had won in 2006, so they still had a solid majority in the House, and they had a supermajority in the Senate. But what did they decide to go after? Health care reform. Okay? So if they were really interested in solving the immigration issue, they could have solved it right then and there, but they preferred to wave it around as a bloody shirt. And you can see that bared out by what's happened last week. They can still wave it as a bloody shirt and try to use it as a political cudgel against Republicans. And you've heard all of the chanting points. There were various chanting points, uh, kind of a version of inhumane or cruel or political pawns or political stunt. You know, they all the, the, the uh, chanting points memo was properly circulated and got to all the right people. And they were regurgitating it accordingly. But uh, I got news for them. The Democrat Party is bleeding Hispanic support. I mean, what the Republicans got in 2020 was the largest share of the Hispanic vote than they have than they've had in more than a half a decade, uh, half half a decade, half a century, 50, 60 years, I think it was. And there's no slowing down of the momentum, especially since Democrats try to impose their wokeism on the Hispanics by referring to them as Latinx. You know, the Latinx community, you know, gender neutral. And these people are like, what? 
Latinx? No, it's Latino or Latina. There's very specific verbiage. Latino, male Hispanic, Latina, female Hispanic. Knock it off with this Latinx garbage. So, in the end, this has really exposed the Democrats and how out of touch they are. We need to take a break here real quick, but I want to be sure to get this last soundbite in. Cut number four. Uh, the masks started to slip a little bit after some of these far-left activists on Martha's Vineyard got their due, their attaboys from the media. Uh, there was one woman uh, resident there uh, who finally said, okay, enough is enough. They've been here long enough. 48 hours. Uh, it's it's uh, time to move on here. Cut number four. So, What are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are... Uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. Um, and really? We, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. Really? And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Try thousands that are flooding across the border. So there it is. That, that, that opened up really the floodgates the crux of the problem yeah you 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 can't handle 50 on an island how about a how about a border town the same size getting thousands coming across every day what they have to deal with so uh it's not good for radio but i'm kind of doing the uh, tiny violin here so we'll be back with one final segment this hour and if you're so inclined feel free to give us a call 651-289-4488 you can also weigh in via twitter hashtag narn show that's hashtag n-a-r-n show Brad Carlson, the closer, with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. When your head is in your hands, you'd rather be alone. If you do, I understand. Well, honestly, I'm sorry. I track mud across your plow. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. 
Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Join our fan club today and you could win our Regnery Book of the Month, Debunking the 1619 Project, Exposing the Plan to Divide America by Mary Graybar. Register to win daily at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And you can also check out our live stream at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Leave a comment or question there as well. Thank you as always uh, for tuning in. Uh, Consigliere reminded us something that I had completely forgotten about. Uh, the Philadelphia mayor back in, this was 2018, uh, they, uh, of course, while Trump was president, there was a, a U.S. district judge ruled that the Trump administration could not withhold grants uh, to the city over policies that limit uh, law enforcement's cooperation with federal immigration officials. Basically, Philly was wanting to become a sanctuary city, and the Trump administration basically said, well, if you're not going to let feds uh, enforce federal law, then uh, we're going to limit your funds. And a uh, judge shot that down, and the uh, mayor, James Kenney, basically did, danced uh, to this news that Philadelphia was going to remain a sanctuary city and still get their uh, full funding and whatever else. And by the way, it was is this the same mayor who recently... Uh, during, I think it was, it was during Philadelphia's crime spree, you know, big crime spree that they've been going through. I mean, I mean, it looks like Gotham City. I mean, if you go, someone went, took a camera, went down the street, a street of Philadelphia. It looks like Gotham City, something out of a, a dystopian fictional movie. It's just eerie. And he was quoted as saying, oh, thank God I'm out of here soon. Something along those lines, because he's not running for reelection. So it was basically his attitude was, well, it's, it's going to be somebody else's problem, not mine. So anyhow, I've only got a couple of minutes left. I did want to touch on this real quick. I, I, I joked about this on the show a couple of times that wait until Ron DeSantis is president. All of a sudden, Don, people are going to be pining for the good old gentle days of Don, the Donald Trump presidency. And I I remember living through the Bush years and the invective that was thrown at George W. Bush and thinking there's no way any person like this could be vilified to that degree. I mean, Bush, Hitler, 
putting the Hitler mustache on Bush, saying these vile, foul names about George W. Bush and, and anybody that worked in his administration. I mean, Dick Cheney was basically Darth Vader. Okay. Well, now all of a sudden, uh, Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney, who were war criminals, were being propped up because they said Donald Trump was the biggest threat to this republic in its 246-year history. And all of a sudden, you know, Donald Trump, it's like, wow, whatever Bush went through, it was kid gloves compared to what Trump is going through. No way anybody could ever get it worse than Trump. Well, Jim Garrity noticed something at the New York Times. Uh, If you've ever wondered what it would take to get a liberal New York Times columnist to praise Donald Trump for being funny and for having stage presence and kind of a natural charisma and an easy ability to persuade an audience that, ah, he's just kidding, that he doesn't actually mean it. Well, all it took was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to get the Times' Jamel Bowie looking fondly at the good old days when everyone would just sit back, laugh, and bask in Trump's natural natural charisma. Boy, we all had some hearty laughs together during the Trump presidency. Good times, good times. Uh, The New York Times Twitter feed, they uh, publicized Jamel Bowie's uh, piece by saying Ron DeSantis, quote, Maybe a more competent, maybe more competent Trump in terms of his ability to use the levers of state to amass power, but he's also meaner and more rigid without the soft edges and eccentricity of the actual Donald Trump. The soft edges and eccentricity of Donald Trump. Yeah, that's how I remember him being described during his presidency. They're doing it already. They're already revising history. Ah, oh, good times indeed. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back. Mere moments, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. I got a few. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon whenever you want cash out with paypal and e-gift card or transfer the money directly into your bank account download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code salem for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill up that's promo code s-a-l-e-m remember use promo code salem when you download the free upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas cash back available gas in new jersey Wherever there's a need in the Twin Cities, you'll find the Salvation Army. Each month, more and more of our neighbors fall behind on rent, face eviction, and become homeless due to pay cuts, job losses, health issues, addiction, and inflation. The need may be greater than ever, but so is the Salvation Army's response. Next week, you'll hear stories of lives changed and how you can help. Keep an eye on our website and social media pages for details on the Salvation Army's Here to Help campaign. Supported by Geritom Medical. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. 
I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on. And the right front tire was low. And the next day, I called. And Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Infragrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InfragroveHyundai.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is 